Welcome to the Direct Snap Dads podcast, where we cover the best in football. And now your hosts, Tyson and Luke Randall. Hey everyone, welcome to the Direct Snap Dads podcast. My name is Luke Randall and I'm here with my brother Tyson. Tyson, we had a lot of great games this week, didn't we? We sure did, that's for sure. And I just want to say Happy New Year to all you listeners out there. We're glad to have you on the show with us today. Welcome to 2019. It's going to be a great rest of the year for football. And uh, later in the year, we get another season of football. So lots of good things coming up. (laughs) Looking forward to that, for sure. Just wanted to start out today doing some recaps of the games that we saw. And boy, was I wrong on lots of these games. <laughs> yeah, we, we actually didn't do too bad um, for the most part. We It's funny because the games where we disagreed, we each kind of went half and half on those. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there were some that, yeah, there were definitely some that turned out completely different than I thought they were going to turn out. But overall, sure. it was entertaining uh, for the most part. So we're going to go over those. Tyson, I wanted to kick it over to you for the first game. Uh, what was one game that stood out to you that you'd like to uh, chat about with us today? Yeah, for sure. Uh, starting off, I, I just want to talk about the the Sunday night game, Colts versus Titans. I think that that game was really exciting, especially in the first half when when it was kind of anyone's game. Colts won 33 to 17, beat the Titans at home. Starting out, the crowd was way into it, and then the Colts kind of cooled them off with, with those two touchdowns, and then the, the Titans got right back into it with that pick six. I uh, saw that it was 14 to zero at some point, right? Right, yeah. The, the Colts got two early touchdowns, and then the, the Titans got a pick six that kind of brought the crowd back into it, and the the game kind of kept going from there. One thing that I, I guess I didn't realize, Marcus Mariota didn't even play the game. He was oh. out with, with an injury. So <laughs> I, I don't didn't know, what, know that. I didn't know what, what I could expect from the, the Titans with Blaine Gabbert as your starting quarterback. <laughs> yeah. um, but the Colts defense played played really well. Um, one, one player I, I had never even heard of until this game, I, I don't follow the Colts too much, but Darius Leonard, number 53 he leads the league in tackles um and he was the one who kind of ended the game with that interception um oh, wow. he's he's quite a player definitely and he's a rookie too he, wow. he played really well um that, so he was kind of a standout player from that game he's got uh, a bright career ahead of him then <laughs> yeah for sure yeah the titans made a lot of mistakes turnovers uh the colts defense kind of handled it for them and I, I think overall it was a it was a great game for them well, I'm going to get a lame game out of the way first on my end. I said that I was going to cover the Falcons versus the old Bucks, And uh, so the Falcons came into Tampa Bay, and there was an early lead for the Bucks. The Bucks jumped up 17-0, and it was just about halftime. But Julio Jones caught a last-second touchdown uh, right, before the, right before the half. And in He's classic, incredible. he really is. And in classic Tampa Bay fashion... <laughs> the Falcons score like 30 unanswered points and they kick a last second field goal and his time runs out. A 37 yard field goal puts the Falcons up 34-32 for the win. It That's was great. like a mini it was like a mini capsule of the entire Tampa Bay season. You start off with those three first games that were just awesome and you had Fitz Magic looking like Conor McGregor. And everything just went downhill from there. It's been that kind of season for them. However, there in the beginning, they did way better than I thought they were going to do. Uh, I believe I predicted them to be eight and eight this year, and they certainly didn't reach that. But that was Not the quite. first. 
Yeah, I needed to get that one out of the way. So, uh, anyways, let's kick it back over to you, Tyson. What was your next game? I uh, wanted to talk about the Cardinals versus the Seahawks, um, a game that wasn't supposed to be close, wasn't supposed to be exciting, but ended up being very close and very exciting. A lot of back and forth between those two teams. Um, yeah. You know, it's a division matchup. The Cardinals, you know, had nothing to play for. The Seahawks really had nothing to play for. They had already clinched the playoffs. Seahawks won 27-24 with the last second field goal. It was tied 24-24 to with like three seconds left. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. The Cardinals special team, I was impressed with the Cardinals special teams. They really stepped up in this game. They had a couple, it seems like they had a touchdown and, you know, got a lot of yardage and really a couple blocked punts too, I think. So they, they really stepped up and kind of made the game close. So, but and then the Seahawks, they've got Russell Wilson. He had some amazing passes. Uh, he really helped the Seahawks in the end there, putting them in field goal position to win the game. <laughs> the Cardinals' offensive line is awful. The Seahawks Ugh, may be atrocious. worse. <laughs> the Seahawks <laughs> probably have a worse offensive line. There were so many sacks in this game. I think there were like 11 sacks total. And uh, wow. both Russell Wilson and Josh Rosen were like on the ground like the whole game. And and it just got me thinking, like, if you've got a star QB or you, you went, moved up in the draft to get a guy that you believe in to be your starting QB, you might as well protect them. <laughs> Buy some offensive yeah, linemen. Seriously. Uh, get those guys some protection for sure. I, I do enjoy seeing J- Josh Rosen get knocked down, though. <laughs> that, that's my opinion. <laughs> he, he's a great player. But, I, yeah, anyway. Yeah, it is fun <laughs> to see him see him get the strap so it was uh so i was covering the vikings versus bears this week and the vikings really needed a win and could not deliver they just needed to come through and they they were not a clutch team cousins struggled in this game uh they were at home they had all the ad all the advantages the bears have made the playoffs and the bears still wrecked them 24 to 10 was the final score. Um, the crowd was into it in the beginning, uh, but then once they realized, oh, you know what? We're not going to make it. It was pretty quiet in the fourth quarter. Cousins couldn't deliver against the Bears' second-string defense in the late fourth quarter. They were still shutting them down. Um, the so Bears established the running game really well, took them out. The Vikings needed this win and could not make it happen, and now the Eagles, who did make it happen, have somehow slipped into the playoffs again right that's like the worst thing like the vikings are like one of the most snake bit teams they really are oh my (laughs) goodness they they got so close last year and everyone expected them to do well this year and they just totally blew it kirk cousins is the latest qb to rob a team of tons of money (laughs) (laughs) he has like a 30 million dollar contract or something that they're just per year yeah he's like year He's like 84 million guaranteed. It's crazy. You could send some my way and I'll go throw some balls for him. <laughs> right. I mean, if he's going to be incomplete, I'll, I'll go make a few incompletions too. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. I picked the Browns versus the Ravens. I think that was a really exciting game. Uh, the Ravens oh, yeah. ended, up, ended up winning 26 to 24. Do believe the Browns were robbed in this game. And, you know, a lot of analysts don't think so. And a lot of people don't think so. Maybe they weren't. I think they were. Uh, because there was a play. The Ravens were on the goal line. Lamar Jackson tried to sneak it in, jump over the pile, and he fumbled it. 
but they called it they called it down or a dead ball or something. But the Browns actually uh, Jabril Peppers, I think it was. He picked up the ball and was heading back, and he got to like the fifty yard line. He was like all alone running back, and then they they reviewed the play, and it really was a fumble. But they never. Oh, you know, it, was, it was too late in the yeah. game. I think the I think the Browns really got robbed there in that game. <laughs> um, a lot of a lot of uh, exciting action though. Baker Mayfield. I, I said in the last podcast, he's super exciting. Uh, he's definitely one of my favorite young QBs in the league to to watch. He had a, a few great touchdown passes, and he actually broke the rookie touchdown passing record for a uh, regular season. He got 27. I think he beat Peyton Manning's record so oh that, no way that's yeah, crazy that's, that's pretty crazy for him yeah. so i was covering the chargers who went into mile high this week to play the broncos it was a great win for the chargers 23 to 9 was the final score my favorite play of the week uh was in this game we'll talk about that in a minute um in the meantime the broncos failed from the beginning with an onside kick on the opening kickoff that didn't work. <laughs> Keenum couldn't make anything happen against the Chargers defense who were on point, confident. They were looking good this week. And it's unfortunate, in my opinion, being a Chargers fan, that they have the, is it the fifth seed? They, they're like the yep, fifth seed the fifth with seed. A, a fifth seed with a 12 and four record going up against a 10 and six team in their house. So, you know, it's been that's kind of a rough situation. But if I know the Chargers and their attitude, because I do follow them on Instagram, they don't care. They're going to go in. Right. They're going to do their best. Uh, they're going to make a good game of it, too. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, I was covering the Cowboys versus Giants. They were in New Jersey. The Cowboys ended up winning 36 to 35. Ended up being probably one of the best games of the week, I think. Cody Latimer of the Giants had two amazing one-handed catches, one of them for a touchdown. You know, the Giants, yeah. their their season's lost, but they ended up, putting up a, a pretty good fight uh, against the Cowboys and uh, they almost won. There was a little bit of back and forth there at the end. And I, my favorite play of the week was actually in this game. Um, but I, I got to talk about it here and I'll talk about it again there. But that uh, Cole Beasley touchdown on fourth and 15, I just got to say, wow, that, that was incredible. Um, the, what a win for the Cowboys. Uh, they really needed it going into the playoffs that, you know, their, their hopes are high now. They're kind of, they've kind of got the, the fire behind them, and they're—I think—they're charging into the playoffs uh, full speed after this game. They ended up ten and six this year. Is that right? Right. Yeah, ten and six won the division. They're a surprising team to me this year. I guess I didn't predict them being in the playoffs. Yeah, I didn't either. I think I predicted them to be pretty good this year, but I—I I didn't really think they'd make the playoffs, especially with the, the defending champion Eagles coming in there and everything. So. Yeah, definitely a, a surprise playoff team for me. Surprise is there, and that <laughs> I, I I called the Redskins to win that division, and as soon as Alex Smith went out, and then their backup went out, and then uh, Mark Sanchez. He didn't make things happen, so there was no, hope. no, there was hope. no hope as soon as Sanchez stepped on the field but my uh, final game that I decided to cover in some detail was the Steelers versus the Bengals now um, the Bengals came into Heinz Field hopeful to wreck the Steelers season and they almost succeeded it was 13-13 in the fourth quarter the Steelers went ahead 16-13 and, and in the last minutes the Bengals couldn't make a fourth down uh, completion 80,000 fans went nuts 
came onto the field to hang around and watch the Browns-Ravens game, hopeful that they would somehow make the playoffs this year, and it was not meant to be. Dave Damashek and company are disappointed in their Steelers this year. As he said, how did the Steelers not even make the playoffs? I don't understand. I I didn't call them not making the playoffs. So they get the brown paper bag of shame this week for not making that, I'm sure, at least in Dave's opinion. But overall, it it was a pretty good game, low scoring, kind of a defensive showcase. But anytime the Bengals come to town, it gets hard to watch. Uh, Marvin Lewis has been there on a 16-year vacation, hasn't brought them a single playoff win in 16 years, and I he's heard today now. that he's parting ways. Yeah, so that's that's the big news today is that Marvin Lewis is gone, and my guess, knowing the Bengals' history and how their ownership works, that Hugh Jackson's going to take over <laughs> for him next. That's, we'll that's see about I, that. That's what I heard, too. But Marvin Lewis really has shaped that organization, and I don't think that... You know, he really likes Hugh Jackson, so I, I could see it happening despite Marvin the... Lewis has done a fantastic job of shaping a 8-8 eight and eight culture over there. They really <laughs> needed to step up from their 90s bumbles of being 3-13 and 13 all the time. So good on Marvin Lewis for taking 16 years to bring him up to, you know, four or five <laughs> more wins per year. <laughs> oh yeah oh, man. so let's go ahead and uh, quickly cover the rest of these games a lot of these weren't that noteworthy in my opinion we had a lot of teams that were playing for nothing um let's talk about a that lot of blowouts There's lots of blowouts as well so let's talk dolphins and bills 42 17 bills ended up shutting down the dolphins dolphins didn't quite reach their typical 500 status this year Right, yeah, a lot of a lot of problems in in Miami, and this this was this game was the second time the Miami Dolphins defense made Josh Allen look like the next Adrian Peterson. <laughs> so and true. You, you know it's bad when your only option is to try and kill the man. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Kiko. Right. Oh my goodness, Kiko. Wow, he's a dirty player sometimes. Kind of a yeah. funny player to watch. He's kind of fun to watch. He's like um, perfect off the Bengals, but oh um, yeah. I can't believe it. Like, you, you, as a Dolphins fan, I kind of like I gave him some slack after that Flacco play last year, or the year before. But you know, I kind of thought, well, you know, he's he was kind of starting to slide. But after this play, like, holy cow, he just really tried to take that guy's head off, take Josh Allen's head off. I couldn't believe yeah, it. A little out of hand there. All right, the Lions went into Green Bay this week and came out with a. 31 to 0 shutout. What a terrible way for this nightmare of a season for the Packers to end. Um, I am not a Packers fan, but I have plenty of friends who are. They're not happy about how this game or this season turned out for sure. Yeah, this the game ended when Rodgers went out with that concussion. Um, for sure. Dismal season for the Packers, especially you know, with Aaron Rodgers. He's a great quarterback, one of one of the best in the league, probably the best talent wise uh but he just has had a rough rough go of it this year uh, you one lead play, us in with the oh go ahead go ahead sorry. oh i was just gonna say one one play that was pretty noteworthy in this game was matt prater's touchdown pass on that fake field goal <laughs> yeah <laughs> he, he looked like peyton manning back there he was I, right on point yeah and and one thing i don't know if you know this about him he holds the record for the longest field goal in the nfl 64 yards yeah in wow. like 2013 64 yard field goal uh longest in in nfl history uh that's threw amazing 
threw a dime <laughs> that no one was expecting. Oh and it, my it was goodness. pretty great. So the Jets went into Foxborough. That's all you need to know about that game. All right. So the Panthers and the Saints played this week. Panthers ended up winning 33 to 14. Saints were resting their offense, but surprisingly for a lot of the game, were not resting their defense. Um, I don't know if that's concerning for Saints fans to see the Panthers put up 33 points on their starting defense, but I think they're just resting. I, I'm, I wouldn't be too concerned about the Saints at this point, but yeah. because of that loss, I predicted them exactly right, 13-3, and three, so I'm going to give myself a pat on the back. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, and this is one of those games where we said it could go either way, especially if the Saints did rest their offense, which they did. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if the Saints are running on all cylinders coming into the, the playoffs here. They're lucky they've got a bye week here because, like you said, I, I was kind of concerned that their first-team defense got showed up by a non-drafted rookie that yeah. put up 33 points on them. That's concerning. So I guess we'll see what happens. But All right. The Jaguars went in to play the Texans. And that's been indicative of the Jaguars season this year. 20-3 to win for the Texans. Um, Tyson, take us quickly through the Chiefs and Raiders. Another kind of lame blowout game this week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The Chiefs blew out the Raiders 35-3. to uh, Pat Mahomes, amazing player. Definitely an MVP candidate. He got 50 touchdowns he surpassed 5,000 yards uh, great accomplishments especially for his first year as you know the starting quarterback for the Chiefs um, so not not much to say here other than I think the Chiefs are firing on all cylinders kind of going in they've got that home field advantage the, the number one seed I think they're we'll see what happens they, they've got a history but I, I think they'll hopefully do well in the playoffs but it yeah. comes as no surprise that the 49ers could not hold their own against the Rams. That's another loss by several points, 48 to 32. The Rams end up 13 and three this year as well. And I believe they are the two seed in the NFC. So they're, they're looking good. However, we'll talk about this in a minute. None of these teams that started off so hot are just shoe ins for the Super Bowl. I feel like whether it's the chiefs, saints or Rams, because you've right. got the Ravens, chargers, Patriots, even the Texans and Colts threatening, uh, as well as some of these NFC contenders like the Cowboys, Seahawks, Bears, and possibly even the Eagles. But we'll talk about that in a minute. The yeah. final game of this week, um, of course, the Eagles shut out the dead while walking Redskins 24 to0. Um, that makes for two shutouts this week. Kind of unusual in the NFL, but it is week 17. Anything can happen. Right, yeah. I was impressed the the Eagles, you know, the Redskins didn't come to play, but the Eagles definitely did and uh, kind of showed us that they're still that same team from last year. I think that they deserved that last playoff spot over the Vikings. Mm -hmm. um, they, they played their best, and I think they're they're coming in hot as well in the playoffs. So they're, they're a team to, to worry about, I think. Uh, coming in here so absolutely all right so real quick before we start talking the, the playoff picture let's uh, both choose our favorite plays from this week uh, Tyson you want to go first with your favorite play yeah for sure so I, I mentioned this earlier when I was talking about the the Cowboys game I, I think that Cole Beasley touchdown was pretty incredible and so what what was happening in the game at that point the, the Cowboys were down it was like 35 to 28 the Giants were winning there's like two minutes left in the game so it's you know it's getting close to to the end of the game the cowboys are down Dak prescott steps back there fourth and 15 throws the ball 
on a dime to Cole Beasley. It's like a 40-yard touchdown pass, and, and it was initially called incomplete. The ref thought that Cole Beasley did not get his feet in bounds, um, but when, he, when they reviewed it, his knee was down in the end zone. He had full control of the ball. It was a touchdown. So the Cowboys are down now 34 to 35, and instead of kicking the extra point to tie the game, they go for two and they get it. Oh. Go for the lead. Definitely a bold move, especially because time was running out. Like there was, you know, they they could have lost easily if they didn't get that two point conversion. I I think that that play was phenomenal. Uh, definitely my favorite. Just the way he caught the ball and and kind of the situation they were in. I thought that was pretty incredible. Absolutely. There were two Jarvis Landry catches that I almost picked for my favorite. There was a diving catch that he somehow saved and um, just an amazing, amazing player, but that did not win it. My ultimate favorite play. And maybe it's because I'm biased towards the chargers came when the Broncos finally score a touchdown to put them back in the game. And it's looking good. It's, it's 14 to nine and they're going to go for two because they want to be risky and be within a field goal range (laughs) to tie it up. And uh, Keenum drops back, throws to the left side of the end zone, and Casey Hayward, number 26, who has had zero interceptions this year, not only picks it off in the end zone, runs it back 99 (laughs) yards for a two-point conversion to make it 16-9. to And hearing those boos in mile high made me laugh so hard. It reminds me of Madden when you throw a bad interception or you throw two or three in a row and the crowd's just like, (laughs) (laughs) fantastic so that was my favorite play it was great to see los angeles get a play like that um and and you know that 23 to 9 win was very satisfying that was the most satisfying play of the week for me so definitely a great play like that's that's like the unicorn play like a pick two who does that no one does that. that that never happens in fact a lot of people probably don't even know how many points you're rewarded for making that kind of a play right <laughs> So this is pretty crazy, but yeah, that's, uh, those were our favorite plays of the week. Let's talk playoff picture, Tyson, your initial take when you're looking at this playoff tree, what are your thoughts? Yeah, for sure. I think we got a, a ton of good games here. Four great games, Colts at Texans, Seahawks at Cowboys, Chargers at Ravens, Eagles at Bears. These are our wild card games. That's a big um, wild card weekend right there. Oh, it's yeah. going to be good. A lot of good games, a lot of great matchups. These teams all deserve to be in the playoffs. They're all great teams. Um, any single one of them could win. I could see any of them winning the Super Bowl as well, really. I mean, yeah. it's really anyone's game right now. Who? And that's what makes this year so awesome. It's it's not like you oh, have no, a, I love it. It's not like you have a Bills team like last year that made it in that you're like, there's just no way. Right, you know? yeah. There's no um, way. And then you know the Patriots are going to win. It, it's not that kind of playoffs right now. Like these are, these are, this is really exciting. I think all, it is all, exciting. Yeah. all 12 of the teams in the playoffs are, are super exciting. Now, being the one seed, who do you think is the last team that the Chiefs want to see uh, coming into Arrowhead? Honestly, I, I've got to say the Patriots still. Chiefs and Patriots have kind of had a history in the past few years as the Chiefs have gotten better and better, kind of challenged the Patriots. Uh, I I really don't think you want to be playing Bill Belichick, even if it's at home. You don't want to be playing Tom Brady. 
that late in the playoffs, you know, the Chiefs struggle in their history. I mean, playoffs are not their friend uh, historically. So I I hope that doesn't come to bite them because I'd much rather see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl than another Patriots Super Bowl. But I'm also concerned. I mean, the Patriots have looked a little weaker than other years this year, but they are not out of it by any means. They get hot in the playoffs and Brady started to look good again. Has he still been obviously top 10 top 15 quarterback this year but everyone talks about oh he's dropping off you know but the man is 41 still out there throwing a ball like a boss he's he's an amazing player and you love to hate him you hate to love him because he always beats your teams that you would rather (laughs) have win but here they are in the mix not only in the mix but they are the two seed as the Chargers, who again, 12 and 4, are the four seed just because they're in the same division as the Chiefs. So that, I don't know. I'd prefer a rule change there, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> I agree. I, I think there needs to be a rule change. Like they can still have, you know, one division winner, in my opinion. If one division winner is not as good as the fifth or sixth seed, switch them. You know, exactly. give the other one home field. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, it was just kind of weird to see that. But as far as the NFC side goes, Eagles versus Bears. Who are you predicting for this one, Tyson? I've got to say, I, I really like the Bears, but I'm going to pick the Eagles here. Interesting. Just because the, that defense is on fire right now. The Bears offense, I don't fully trust Trubisky. They have some like, receivers out. They have, yeah. They've had some injuries at their receivers, which might hurt them. Right, yeah, and just the the Bears have a great defense, probably the best in the league. But that that Eagles offense is experienced. Uh, Nick Foles is is riding high right now. He's he's ready for another Super Bowl win. I think he's he's going to play his best. Um, the man I, makes five hundred thousand dollars for every game he wins in the playoffs. I think he's pretty motivated to get some oh, wins yeah. here. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and I, I would love to see the Bears win this game, uh, but I've got to pick the Eagles here. Interesting. I'll go. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Bears in this situation. I feel like the Soldier Field home field advantage and their defense has been hot as well. So if Foles, it's going to come down to Foles and his performance. If Foles has a beginning of the year Foles performance, we're talking a Chicago win. If he comes in like he did last year, it's the Eagles. So this one's a coin toss. It's a fun game. I love to look at it. Uh, Tyson, take us through your take on the other NFC wild card this week, the Seahawks coming into Dallas. All right. Yeah. And this is another one that could really go either way. Like any of these games could go. I'm either excited way. for this one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm going to pick the Cowboys here. And just because I think they've got the home field advantage and they're riding high from their win this week. And they they really got they have to win. Like everyone has been talking about how the Cowboys have been horrible the last 20 years. Or well, not horrible, but they can't win anything. I think they've got that in their heads. They really want to show the world that they can win a playoff game, move further. Uh, and they, I think they have the team to do it. Their offense is really good. Uh, and they rested some people on on sunday so they've you know if they come in full strength i i really think the cowboys are going to win this game i agree with you there they seem to have a different energy this year than some of the romo years so i'm going to call cowboys as well but again a coin toss like we said any of these teams could win the entire thing much less this let alone these games this weekend so all right chargers ravens I hate to say it, I feel like the Ravens are a little favored here just being at home, but I'm going to pick the Chargers because they're my boys and I want to see them finally get <laughs> over the hump. This is the biggest challenge for them 
other than maybe the Patriots. But the Ravens are going to be tough. They lost to the Ravens 22-10 to 10 or 22-12 to 12 just three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So this is their chance to come in if they come in poised. So they- if Tyrell Williams... Keenan Allen and Kel and um, excuse me and Benjamin come in this week and play really well with Rivers. Their offense has to play really well against this difficult defense to beat, but they can do it. So I'm going to call the Chargers. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I I would love to see the Chargers win this game. I would love to see the Chargers win the Super Bowl, but I've got to say I'm going to go with the Ravens on this game. And well, I, I almost said me too, but out of defiance, I'm picking the Chargers. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you got to do that sometimes. <laughs> uh, I do it every week for the Dolphins. Because <laughs> I'm going to feel terrible if the Chargers do win and I pick the Ravens. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll feel worse if that's the case. So, <laughs> yeah. Their run um, game is malicious. It's hard to prepare for that as well. So we'll see if the Chargers can make some changes from three weeks ago and lock that down. Right. For sure. I think John Harbaugh's got a he's got a well-oiled machine here and they're, they're lucky, you know, Lamar Jackson has been really good this year. Um, for a rookie quarterback, he's played really well. I think he's got the fire in him. The Ravens have the home field. Uh, you know, it's going to be really tough for the chargers to pull a win out here, but uh, side note, what a class of rookie quarterbacks this year. Have you seen it? It's been a while. I mean, maybe even since 1983 or maybe 2003, have we not seen this many good quarterbacks come out of one class, at least so far? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. 2012 had a couple, but some of them kind of trailed off a little bit. Yeah. You got Andrew Luck and Russell Wilson in that one. It's Um, true. It's looking promising. Yeah, this this one's definitely looking promising, especially Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson. I think that they're they're both phenomenal quarterbacks. So, yeah. Um, All right. Colts, Texans, what are your thoughts here? I'm going with the Colts on this one. I think the the Texans really want to win this game. They've got the home field. The Texans want to make some history for themselves. They have short history, but they need to get past that hump of just losing in the first round of playoffs every year. Right, yeah, for sure. And they've they've had the misfortune of seems like every year they play the Patriots. That's the true. Playoffs. They always have a rough road. This is their chance to change that. I mean, Deshaun Watson's been great this year. Their defense is ferocious. That defensive line, JJ Watt. As much as I think he can be overrated, he has had a good year this year, um, as well as the rest of the line, Clowney and 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 uh, Merciless and company, and the Honey Badger. So it's a good defense. Yeah, um, it is. And I, I believe the Texans really could win this game. But the, the reason I'm picking the Colts is because of Andrew Luck. I think that he is on fire right now. I think he's playing at, at you know, elite levels. He's, he's playing really well. And that Colts defense on Sunday was phenomenal. I think that they have a really good chance of shutting down Deshaun Watson. Anyway, I think that Deshaun Watson, he's a great quarterback. I, I don't know how he's going to perform in this game. But that Colts defense is is hot right now, so he's going to have a challenge. I, I'm picking the Colts in this one. What what are your thoughts, Luke? Um, so as far as this one, I you know this makes three out of four games that we picked opposite. I'm going to take the Texans on this one. I feel like this can be a good home field advantage, and they have been playing well for the most part. They had a huge winning streak. They've they've been doing good. So. Um, I think three out of the four games we picked opposites. So people and listeners, you understand that we don't always just agree on every single game. <laughs> but <For sure. laughs> I also feel every single one of these games is a coin toss. It's it's going to come down to little things. Who can run the best oiled machine this weekend? It's going to be a fun one. I'm looking forward to it. 
Oh yeah, for sure. This is this is what you you want to see in Wild Card Weekend games like this where you don't know, you know, it could go either way. So super excited. So exciting. give us a give us an early prediction of your Super Bowl, Tyson. Looking at this tree, who are you calling before anything happens in the playoffs? Who's gonna Who's gonna be there and who's gonna win? So my initial thoughts there there are a couple matchups I would love to see. I would love to see the Chiefs and Rams play again. I would love to see the Cowboys and Patriots play. There's a lot of people who would hate that I said that. <laughs> Those are probably the two most liked teams and the two most hated teams in America. And that's why yeah. that's why I would like to see them play uh, is because they are both so big like that. But my thought is uh, I believe that the Saints and Patriots are going to play. I really do. I believe it's going to be Drew Brees versus Tom Brady. Uh, classic heavyweight quarterback duel, and I, I, you know, I don't know if I can say this this early or if I should, but I, I think the Saints are going to come out on top. How yeah, about you? So, what, what do you got? What, what are your early, boy, early thoughts? Yeah, early thoughts, and of course, this is a really tough playoff to predict. Um, there are teams that can take the Patriots out. Judging by history, though, I could very well see the Patriots in the Super Bowl. My early prediction is going to be Kansas City versus the Saints. Um, I, I feel like Kansas City, this could and should be their year. Andy Reid is hungry for it, and he he needs that, and, and they want that there. I think their desire is going to pull them through. However, they have a lot riding against them, too, historically. And with Kareem Hunt out of the picture now, they haven't looked quite as sharp these last four weeks of the season. But Mahomes is a beast. My opinion, the best quarterback in the league this year. Um, just out of control good. And definitely my vote for MVP this year. No look throws and just pinpoint accuracy. and Ridiculous for how young he is. Second year quarterback, that's that's unheard of in the yeah. league. And I, I wish him a long and successful career. I hope he breaks all the records and becomes, you know, has all this success. Saints have looked good. So I'm going to call Chiefs and Saints at this early point. But I'll probably be wrong when we talk next week. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, definitely interesting. We both picked the Saints. I think that, you know, they've got the the home field that runs through New Orleans to to get to the Super Bowl in the NFC. I think that, you know, even though their defense struggled this week, uh, they're going to get it together. They've got the bye. Oh, it's going to be exciting, Tyson. We're looking forward to this. Before we go, it is customary for us to do two little games. This week, we're going to be doing a featured football card, which I'll put on the podcast image on YouTube. Uh, and then after that, we're going to each say a number and talk about the player that this number between 1 and 99 most reminds us of, a player in the NFL. And last week, Babe Ruth made an appearance. So sometimes <laughs> baseball players show up, too. It was my job this week to bring the cards. So the card that I'm featuring this week is Bruce Smith from it's it's Bruce Smith from oh, that's a good the, one. That's a good one. Oh, one of our favorite defensive ends. It's the upper deck collector's choice, uh, I believe, from 1997. Um, he was the 1996 uh, NFL Defensive Player of the Year, and this is just a card kind of highlighting that. It says, while leading the AFC in sacks for the fourth time in his career and first time since 1993, Buffalo's Bruce Smith walked away with the 1996 NFL Defensive Player of the Year award. Reggie White deserves his due for what he's done over his career, but I don't see Bruce being far behind him. 
Uh, it doesn't say who quoted that, but I can see that on an NFL Films film. So that's yeah, our any, feature. Anyone part. could have said that. Anyone could have said that. It's so true. Reggie White, Bruce Smith, great, great classic players. Classic player, and he really carried that early 90s Bills team and was just always – he was also a great guy, great competitor. So that's the card for this week, and uh, it's Love nostalgia. It. And uh, there were so many to pick from, but you got to go with old Brucey. He's such a good player. Oh, such yeah. good players. <laughs> Definitely a classic, classic player. I love that card too. I love the, the we got those cards for for Christmas one year. I think <laughs> it's like the tin foily look to it. It's all shiny. I love I love that. So let's play another game. Uh, we're each gonna pick a number between one and ninety nine. I'm gonna choose one for Tyson, and Tyson's gonna choose one for me, and then we're going to talk about which player that number most reminds us of. So I think, Tyson, you've been going first at a lot of these segments, so I'll go first this time. All right, so the number I've got for you today, Luke, is 93. 93. Boy, the first person that came to mind was Gilbert Brown from the <laughs> from the Green Bay Packers, that I Super love it. Bowl team that went in 1997 and lost to the Broncos. Big old Gilbert Brown, like 500 pounds. Yeah. That's the like... first 93 that comes to mind. Oh man, that, I I didn't I didn't even think of him. That's that's, that's great. That's funny. Who came to your mind when you hear ninety three? Well, the first player that popped into my head was Ndamukong Sue, actually, when he switched over to the Dolphins ninety three. Oh, probably yeah. just because he's a he played for the Dolphins and. I can't think of other ninety threes, but um, John Randall was a classic. Yeah, he was for sure. Clive oh, Campbell. Cool. Yeah. Lance Campbell's definitely one of those. Uh, he comes to mind. Uh, it took me a minute to think of him, but yeah, ninety-three. Interesting number, Tyson. Thanks for bringing that one. I, I honestly, I don't know why Gilbert Brown came to mind, but here we are. <laughs> right. Okay, what All do right. you got for me? Your your number this week is forty-five. Oh, forty-five. That's a tough one, huh? That is a tough one. For some reason, I see a Cowboys jersey in my head, but I don't. I don't think they had any classic forty-fives. You think of Michael Jordan when he came back to the <laughs> NBA? <laughs> that that is actually what I thought of first, but I didn't want oh, to bring yeah. up another sport. Ah, that's okay. I mean, in this case, I'm honestly I'm struggling even in a Google image search to find a number forty-five that was pretty memorable. Was T.J. Duckett number forty-five or no? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was number forty-five. T.J. Duckett for the Falcons. Oh yeah, that I I do remember him. Wait, that's tough though. I picked one that really didn't have anyone. I'd probably say T.J. Duckett would be my choice because I can't even think of anyone else. What's his name? That Newman guy wore forty-one. Forty-one. I remember, yeah, I remember him. Maybe that's you, why I thought of. You think the forty numbers are some of the most rare numbers in the NFL? I feel like, yeah, like for sure. Yeah, definitely. Huh. Interesting. All right. Well, that was a, that was an interesting game there. That did not turn out <laughs> how I thought. But all right, we're gonna go with T.J. Duckett and Michael Jordan. <laughs> yep. I, I like that. I, I yeah. I That's tough. That. What a tough round. My goodness. All right, Tyson. Tell our listeners how they can get in touch with the show. You guys like what you hear. How do you how do you contact us? So we've got our email address. You can send us an email anytime. We will look through them and we'll we'll try to respond to you as quick as we can. You can reach us at directsnappodcast at gmail.com. There's no hyphens, no underscores, no symbols, just directsnappodcast at gmail.com. You can also talk to us on Twitter. Now this uh, is our, the tough one. You got to pay attention to this Twitter handle. Right? Yeah, our Twitter Twitter handle is at Dad's Snap. 
So D A at dads, D A D S snap, S N A P D A D S S N A P <laughs> two S's. We love to confuse you and make this difficult, but make sure you follow us, tweet us, email us, sponsor us, <laughs> pay us to do this. Thank you. Now, Hey, thank you so much for joining us, though. My name's Luke Randall. This is my brother, Tyson Randall. And uh, we hope you guys have a fantastic week. 